Alrighty, guys, you know what it is. It is time out with Patty C. We are in the final day, the final bracket. 12 bands are left. And we're gonna knock it. It's a it's a fought, it's a fight. It's a title weight fight right now. And we are gonna go through the bracket. And we've got Big Mike, we got Mikey D, Papa Gig, and T D Whitman. That's who we have tonight. Let's start it off with you, Papa Gig. Queen U2, what makes one band the other straight up? Ooh, tough one. Yeah, you got two great vocalists and you got two great guitar players, but uh for me, it's not that tough going you two all the way with this one. Just just my personal connection to the band. Nothing. No, I didn't meet Bono. I had no Bono yeah. meeting him in the pub in Ireland story. Sorry. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> so that's personal connection to their music. The, the, you know, the passion of their music. Edge's chiming guitars. Just their great songwriting over the years. The longevity of their career we've talked about before. You know, from Boy in the Beginning to reinventing themselves with Octung Baby to even had this man on the Thomas Bomb. I think they're solid all the way through. And... For me, it's a, it's a big YouTube. I like it. I like it. Party girl, that that's going through you too. How about you, TD? Uh-huh. Who's who you uh, got? Queen wins on Quark only. Yeah. So YouTube goes through. YouTube mm-hmm. longevity. Yeah. Uh, stability, awesomeness. Yeah. YouTube wins. Yeah. This could be a rollover. Big Mike. Um. Yeah, U2 moves forward for me. I um, I was just thinking about <clears throat> The Edge, and um, he seems to be – he's like the silent um, partner there and adds so much. He's got this iconic sound, um, and every now and then he pipes in and sounds like an angel. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, But, but – <laughs> But I'm going to need to speak more on you two in a little bit, so I'll save some of my comments. But you two, an easy choice for me between them and Queen. And Mikey D, going to make it anonymous, unanimous. You know, I'm going to be the only dissent. I'm going to go Queen on this one just for the hell of it. Um, I mean, it's a tough decision. I like you two. Uh, I, 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 it's a tough decision. I like you two a lot too, but I, I feel like Queen is going to get my vote just because, you know, why yeah. not? You can't just have them. Sure. Unanimous, like and, it, and, and you know, Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, U two does not have a Bohemian Rhapsody. I mean, they got some great songs. Right. Don't get me wrong, but they don't. Have, they don't have that. You're giving Queen some love there. I'm oh, giving a little love. Yeah, a little love. I love it. I love it. And yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the U two also. I um, it's tough, but and that's what we're pushing through. And then that's plain and simple. Let's not talk about it anymore. Let's talk about the next two, Pink Floyd. Grateful Dead. Now, unfortunately, DJ is not here, and he has picked the wrong day to go golfing with a high school buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But hey, played a little Franklin's Tower here. Uh, We're going to stay with you, Mikey D. Um, What do you think, Pink Floyd or the Grateful Dead? You know, it's it's tough. I think when I was... um, Growing up, it was more Pink Floyd. Um, high school was Pink Floyd. I kind of got more introduced to the dead in college. And um, I, I love Pink Floyd, but I think I got to go for the dead. I think uh, I think they just got a little more staying power, a little more versatility, a little more or diversity, I should say. Um, I'm, I'm going with the dead. I'm going with the dead. You got a little help on the way there. How about you, T.D. Whitman? Pink Floyd, uh, Grateful I agree Dead. With, I agree with... Uh, Mikey D there, 100%. I would say 
throughout most of my life, I've probably been more of a Pink Floyd fan. But recently, maybe from the influence of a guy I know, I've become yeah. more <laughs> enchanted with the dead. So I'm going to I'm going to move the dead through. Just think uh, they just have more it than yeah. Pink Floyd does. Sure. And, I, you know, I'll chime in here, too. You know, I got the Volkswagen bus 78 and. <laughs> There was one tape stuck in it, and it was a dead tape, and it didn't come out. No way. <laughs> no, I'm making that up. I never would have guessed. <laughs> 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 so, you know, wouldn't come out. I tried everything. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I've got to push the dead through, too. And uh, you, Papa Gig, what do we got? We have the Pink Floyd or the Grateful Dead. Neither band, I would say, is in my wheelhouse. Really tough call. This is this – is- Super tough for me. Um, I think I'm just going to go with the dead. And for me, the it factor is just, yeah, just uh, maybe a little more groove, you know, for the dead. Well, maybe more than a little groove, but on the groove factor. Um, Floyd, you know, has the trippiness and that, that has its place for everything. But uh, the trippiness over the groove, I'm going with the groove of the dead. I hear you. And Mikey and Big Mike. So I think Pink Floyd is uh, for working through some things, you know, like you put some stuff on, you start to think about who you are, uh, <laughs> what your sure. place in the world is. There's a heaviness there. Um, and I think the Grateful Dead can be used in the same way. But the other night we were, we were at Bear Creek and uh, there was a Grateful Dead cover band and the sun was shining. And it was like a little, it was like, it was like the field of dreams. It was like our Iowa in Long Swamp or wherever the heck we were. <laughs> and, uh, and it was, it was a little, it was like a slice of heaven. Um, and, uh, and, and that's what the Grateful does. They make things, they make things better. So, uh, that's why they're really hard for me. Yeah, good. I appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I that could have went either way, but you know, uh, it is, it is the Grateful Dead going through. So now we got Van Halen against Tom Petty and, you know, you got a great kick-ass band, but you got a great, you know, the funny part is, uh, Big Mike, you were playing Frisbee up in Vermont, but, uh, Mikey D and I went with your wife and some friends to that Tom Petty cover band, and they were rocking. Well, actually, I'll, I'll say this. They started out slow, and then by the end of the night, they I think I told you that they, they got rocking, and, um, um, and I don't know why. Maybe it, it took a while for a couple of beers to sink in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but they, it looks like that band, they don't, uh, they don't tour that much. So they only play every once in a while. So they'll probably get back in their groove. So, uh, so Papa gig, let's start it with you. Uh, Tom Petty, Van Halen. Plus Eddie, but, uh, I'm going with Petty over Eddie. So yeah, yeah. we said it before, you know, the 40 years of Tom Petty just today, uh, today is June 10th. The new song was released. They're packaging together, uh, just an odd one. She's the one soundtrack, and they're putting together some of the gems from late career when he was working with Rick Rubin, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, that second half of the career, and then a couple with those great rockers, American Girl and Breakdown and Refugee from the beginning of the career. And, and then you get the Willberries and you get Mud Crutch, and he is just an amazing American songwriter and he's a treasure. Yeah. Tom, yeah. All the way for me. Awesome. TD, how about you? What do you got? You know, I like Van Halen. It has its place in my regular repertoire, uh, but there's not nearly enough there that I love by Van Halen to 
put them over Tom Petty. And I don't know if I've ever told this story, but oh, wait, I tell that story every week. So, <laughs> so Tom Petty, Tom Petty. about Red Rocks, maybe? Oh, wait, I did tell you that. Yes, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. And uh, Mikey D, who do you got going through? Van Halen. Yeah, I, I, I think I'm with, I'm with TD and, and gigs on this one. I think it's Petty. I mean, I think Van Halen's. You know, they got their uh, their place in my heart. The debauchery, the freaking crazy rock and roll lifestyle and stories. But, you know, the green M&Ms, all that crazy nonsense. Yeah. But um, they just don't have the, the depth that Petty has. So I got to go Petty. You know, I shared that video, I think, with you guys during the week of them doing that promo um, video uh, in... The, the dinosaurs. In- in, in yeah. Italy, I thought it was quite hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, Big Mike, what do we got? You got Petty or Van Halen? Van Halen uh, holds a special place in my heart, but they do in the same way that Queen does. There's a certain amount of, uh, I don't know what the word is, theatrics uh, that are involved, like, you know, with David Lee Roth, because really he was the only singer of Van Halen. Um, and so um, – you know, you've got him jumping around and there's like, you know, there's the amazingness and fantasticness of Eddie Van Halen's guitar playing. But that is not enough to carry it through. Tom Petty's just got all the goods. Um, and I think each of you named like all of their great songs. So we don't have to say them again, but they're there and they're awesome and they're better than Van Halen. So they move forward. From sure. There you go. I like it. I'm going to have to agree on that one. All right. We're moving over to the other side of the bracket. We have the clash against David Bowie. You know, that's a tough one. I'll start it off. You know, Bowie's got a long career. The clash had a career, a great career, and then fought. And then, you know, then they broke up and then, and then, um, and Strummer passed. And, but yeah. I don't know. It's a, that's a tough one. I'm, I'm going to start it off and I'm going to push the class through for this reason. They're early albums. And I remember going, what's the strife? What's strife in, in England? You know, it's this band and they, they live in a, you know, in a warehouse and they don't pay rent and they're squatters. But, um, and uh, TD, who do you have? Clash, David Bowie. What do we got? Uh, so I like the clash. David Bowie, though, just an incredible career. So many different styles, so many different looks. He's constantly reinventing himself. It's all very different and all fresh in, uh, in very creative ways. Uh, so while I'm not a huge David Bowie fan necessarily, I really appreciate the body of work and, and I like listening to a lot of his stuff. Um, I'm going to go with Bowie. Now Bowie, okay. And Big Mike, what do we got? Clash of David Bowie. This is tough. I don't know if you know this, but I'm in a, uh, a mediocre faculty rock band, and <laughs> uh, we played the Clash today. Uh, <laughs> it is a four-chord song. We are very proud. Um, but, uh, but you know, one of the things that annoys me about artists, whenever you see, like, a, an interview, they're like, well, with this album, you know, we tried to go in a completely different direction. And a lot of times you see crap, you know, you're like, whatever. It sounds like the same songs you've always been writing. But um, freaking David Bowie did that, right? I mean, he was like, he like reinvented himself like 17 times. Um, and he kind of put his money where his mouth is. So I, I go with Bowie on this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mikey D? 
Yeah, I think um, I, I, I got to go with Bowie uh, for all the reasons you guys said. And plus the fact that the clash beat Led Zeppelin, I want them to go down. So I think Bowie goes through. <laughs> Revenge pick. <laughs> yeah, I got to go with that. And I did tell you, I did tell you, anything is on the table right now. You know, if if the girl that broke up with you had a class shirt on, they're not going through because she broke up with me. Yeah, no, no, you know, nothing personal, just, you know, how I feel about it. <laughs> That's right. Papa Gig, what do you got? Tears. I got tears. <laughs> I want to vote for the clash, and I don't think I can vote for the clash. I don't have the courage that you have, Pat. Um, <laughs> The Clash, I don't know, they, to this day, they still hit me almost more like, in a different way than some of the other bands hit me, but I almost yeah. like, feel like I just can't vote for them just because... Well, come on, we got Guns of Brixton playing out. Are you coming it's out off. of the house with your oh, hands on your head? Yeah, hold with your heart, man. You're on your gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, and, that was, and that's a cool one because it's sung by their bass player, Paul Simonon, who, you know, very rare vocal, yeah. referencing Jimmy Cliff. Oh, no, Pat, you're going to make me change my vote. Am I allowed to have two votes, one for each? <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Let me, I'll, I'll, I don't want to lose my punk rock, uh, you know, fan club card. Yeah. I'm going to throw a Bowie album that maybe not a lot of people hear. One of my favorite Bowie albums, Live at the Beeb, or live, his BBB sessions put together from some of his great years in the early 70s when Mick Ronson was his guitar player. And there are some buzzsaw versions of some of those great 70s songs live in the studio without all the extra effects. And I listened to those songs and I thought, wow, there wouldn't be some of the punk bands, I don't think, without without this stuff. It was just, it was buzzsaw, stripped down, really good stuff. And just Bowie, yeah, the reinvention, everything he's done to, like we said, the very last album, Black Star, it's just too much. And just have to go with him. He's just done too much, even though I love The Clash dearly. Just yeah. Career. yeah, I hear you. And uh, listen, I, I had to go with the clash. I just, assume, you know, I vote first, you know, I hope maybe it sways with the tide, but it, it just didn't work, you know, just like New Hampshire. What's the place in New Hampshire that votes first or is it uh, Maine? <laughs> New Hampshire. <laughs> New Hampshire. Um, and so, well, that's what we got. We got Bowie moving on. And um uh, let's let's talk about a little magic right now. So we have um, we have the Beatles against uh, the Ramones. Who does who? It's magical, Big Mike. <laughs> Who's oh, going through? This is like bringing a knife to a gunfight. The Ramones go down. I'm sorry. Uh, the Beatles are um, the Beatles are superior. God bless yeah. the Beatles. <laughs> Papa Cake, who do you who do we who do we have moving on? I had no problem voting for the Ramones every step of the yeah. way until now. Yeah, they just <laughs> you know, I love, 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 love them, but uh they're a little bit limited to what they can do. Not that that's a bad thing at all. But come yeah. on. It's yeah. the Beatles. They've done a little bit of everything and Made some wonderful wonder. Lennon McCartney together, and then George Harrison. You, yeah. wow, you can't get much better songwriting than the stuff they, they put together. So their yeah. songs will be with me. Well, forever. somebody got sedated on that one, uh, <laughs> and and uh, who who knows? T.D. Whitman, you got the Beatles against the Ramones. 
Yeah, this the, the Beatles. Uh, there were, you know, again, some different stages there, but uh, you know, the the stretch from '67, '68, '69. There's that's just fantastic stuff. Uh, yeah. You know, earth shattering kind of uh, stuff. So I, I'm going with the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, have to. And uh, and Mikey D, I think you'll make it a uh, yeah unanimous. It's, it's the Beatles. You're you're our, our one listeners probably going to disappear but <laughs> it's the beatles <laughs> and uh there you have it on on those two we knew that was now now we're going down to this one it's pearl jam against bruce uh you know we got a jersey guy and we got a west coast band um Almost, you know, they're both still playing, even though Bruce has been playing longer. And I'm going to let Papa Gig go last. TD, we're going to you. You got Pearl Jam against Bruce. Who is going through? I feel like I've made a lot of safe picks today, uh, going with tradition and, uh, th- you know, the, the the longevity. But I I like Bruce. Uh, I like Pearl Jam more, even though there's probably not as much I don't know, inherent greatness there or, you know, American, you know, heritage kind of stuff there. Sure. But uh, I'm going with Pearl Jam. I just I, I really like them. And uh, some of those albums uh, from the early 90s are just, you know, they're mainstays for me. So I'm going with them. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, Big Mike, what do you got? Pearl Jam. I just want to say that Bruce if, Springsteen. if we were pitting Pearl Jam versus Bruce versus Jason Isbell, uh, Jason Isbell would be moving through. But <laughs> he was not in the bracket. So um, so for me, uh, Pearl Jam is like uh, 10 is one of my top, I don't know, probably six, seven albums ever, ever. Um, but there are some bands for me that uh, that like when they nail it, they it's it's like it's like perfection, right? They've laid down this beautiful piece of work, but other times it's just like garbage. Um, and I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm actually completely disrespecting Giggler. So I want to be very careful here. I don't, I want to be, I don't want to be rude. Um, but when Pearl Jam misses, like they miss huge for me, for me. Um, and so, um, I feel like for me, totally subjectively, um, Bruce has more hits than misses for me. Um, and he's an amazing storyteller. And, and for that skill, I think he moves on. Yeah, yeah, I like it. And uh, Papa Gig? I know it's a podcast, but I brought out some visuals to help me. First of all, a quick little connection. <laughs> Lead singer Eddie Vedder. First concert as a kid growing up in Chicago, Bruce Springsteen. So definitely yeah. connection between the bands. I like um, it. I think PJ was influenced by Bruce way more than people might realize, even like their long shows and everything. They're great shows. Bruce is awesome. Wonderful. I agree. He's kind of some of the more recent records I don't think are as good, even though I do like them a bit. But Pearl Jam definitely does it for me. I'm going to make an argument, though. One of the reasons that Pearl Jam is so important to me is because you know a lot of people don't like the new records, but they're so good if you spend, you just got to spend time with them. They don't have the commercial, they don't have the radio songs, but... No Code is probably my favorite Pearl Jam album, when they're their first least popular album. And then they put out a record like Yield with Given to Fly Every Note, but there's so many good songs and great things on here. I think one of their best, I don't want to say it's recently more, 2003 Riot Act, fantastic album. 
gotta spend time with it. It's a really, really good album, so please. Avocado album, 2006. Oh my god, Scott, I'm ever. Did well, you I got it. Like, I got record, Lost Dogs, from their whole career. There's so many good gems. So I just think they wrote a lot of good songs that people haven't heard. So. Sure, sure. You can I like it. it. I like it. And Mikey D, what are you, you coming back? What do you got with on that? <laughs> I don't have any visual aids, but. I um I, I think I gotta lean Bruce. I mean it's it's a it's a tough choice. I like Pearl Jam. I think uh, you know they got some chops, but I just think the body of work and and maybe it's just because I'm not as familiar with Pearl Jam as some other of our podcast posts. But <laughs> there he goes. He's, he's putting the CDs back through. You gotta watch him. <laughs> but I don't know that it matters. I, I think I, I I don't know that my vote really matters all that much. I think um, I think the no, decision's you, made. You no, know, it doesn't. It. And, um, you know, the funny part is when, when Papo gig was talking there, I played the song garden and I, I didn't know that song until years later when I listened to it on a set of headphones. And I was like, I think even just mowing the lawn on, on Spotify. And I was like, this song like rocks. Why didn't I hear it before? Uh, but there we go. So we get Pearl Jam moving through. So now we have six bands left. So what we're going to do is we're going to take two against two, and then we're going to take the two. And if, well, if you had that, <laughs> that's, that equals six, right? Two and two and the two. Most of the time. And, uh, and I'm not skewing any votes. I'm not making it one way or the other. But we're going to go cross bracket right now. We're not going to stay in the same bracket. And the first two we have going against each other are you two against David Bowie. Now, this is a tough one, a real tough one, but I'm playing Electrical Storm from U2 right now. Another song that I was like, wow, I never heard of this song before. I think I was mowing the lawn again when I listened to this song. And I would play that song over and over and over again. I am pushing U2 through over David Bowie. Because it's an electrical storm right now. We're going to go. The lightning bolt is going right down to T.D. Whitman right now. Boom. What do we got, T.D.? You have you 2 against David Bowie. Did you like that intro? I like. I always wanted to be a DJ. Up, yeah, that was nice. That was a that was a beautiful segue. Uh, so I would I would just like to take back everything I said about 15 minutes ago about David Bowie because he's done. Uh, no, actually, something you said there uh, rings true with me. I some of my favorite U2 songs are really rare live recordings they've done, especially some traditional Irish songs that they usually play. They've played throughout their career just for fun to get the crowd singing along. Wild Irish Rover, uh, you know, just all, all kinds of great traditional songs. Beatles covers. Uh, I, I'm just uh, they're To me, they're just pretty much unbeatable. So I'm going with you, too. Yep. Sorry, I had to uh, have a little technical issues there. That's okay. I'm just glad my uh, dog wasn't barking at that moment. <laughs> Sorry about that. Mikey D, we got you two against David Bowie. What? Who's going through? Uh, damn. I think just to keep <laughs> things interesting, I'm going to go with Bowie, you know, just, you know, to keep him alive. Um, yeah. You know, because at this stage, it's kind of like, you know, how can you lose, really? Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go Bowie for the hell of it. Sure. 
Good, good. And my, a big Mike. So we got two Pearl Jam, one David Bowie. I mean, is there anyone here who hasn't seen you two live? I've not. Like you two, you, I have not. Oh, really? Okay. All right. That would. That, I'd love to. That. Okay. <laughs> sure. Like I saw him live on the on the YouTube. So <laughs> okay, let me let me uh, change my, my my process here. Then, so um, I'm not someone who likes to rewatch, you know, like concerts. Um, sure. There is a concert on YouTube that I think you two released. It's like them live. I think it's the Elevation tour, um, live in Boston. And it's like this. Uh, oh, it's like this emotional trip. Like they they go through. Um, now I will say Bono gets you know like super. Uh, he gets a little preachy. So if you don't like that, um, you know you're not going to like what he's got to say in between uh, songs. But, but good God, like they just have such swagger, and their live performance is almost like it's it's theatrical, I suppose, but. It has a lot to do with just their ability to uh, understand the dynamics of creating this sound, the highs and the lows. They're just a four-piece band, but they like fill every room and stadium. Um, they're just so good. And I never saw David Bowie, so he doesn't get my vote. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great one. Papa Gig, you two against David Bowie. Bowie beat the clash for me and a killer vote for me, but he can't beat you too. Bowie's yeah. fantastic. But <laughs> y'all echo like what you guys are saying with the live stuff. You two live. Mike, I saw them. I hadn't seen them for years, for years. And then I saw them uh, at the link. They were supposed to come to us and then it got po- postponed. I think it's when Bono had his biking ass accident yeah, in New I'm York and then they came one. back. Yeah. And I was almost not looking forward to it. Cause I like going to shows at Union Transfer and smaller venues in Philly and I'm at the link I'm thinking ah oh, no. and they're getting older and I love their stuff but and I was on the upper deck of the link and I was dancing every single song I had goosebumps I could not believe even though I know they're fantastic live I could not believe what they did to me in the upper level of the link it looked like a spaceship landed is that what the stage yeah fighter yeah yeah, yeah that really was awesome yeah, yeah, yeah. that was that was 360 yeah, that was the 360 tour when they had the giant cascading round uh, cylindrical screen that came down in the middle. And, and yeah. you know what? They didn't need that. For me, that was cool, but they didn't need that screen one bit just because they're no, music. They didn't. That's the thing. That's one thing I would echo that I, you know, I've seen them with their Spartan stage sets and their, you know, just over the top stage sets. The music is always just fantastic. It's always a great show. Yeah. yeah. And that's where yeah. I think the edge is, the edge is just silly up here, you know, with his brain power and he's, you know, Bon always teases him how much he, he a genius is, and he likes the next tool and uh, computer gadget and so on. But he, he can he knows how to create the sound. Yeah, 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 yeah. You two going through on that. Um, I love that Sling Castle uh, show. It, if I could come back to be any musician, I would love to be him, just Larry because Martin. he just he just gets behind the set and he just it's a job. Him and Ringo, I like both of those guys. You know, boom, it's a job. And he's like, my job is to keep everyone in task and online. And uh, there's no crazy drum solos, but I have a job and I'm good at my job. And he was. And yeah. he still is. 
Quick, you were comparing Edge's age over the years. There's a guy. He doesn't look any different. Larry Mullen Jr. looks the same now as he did when he was 19 when we first saw you two in the scene. <laughs> I'm telling you. And I'll say that right now, I bet you he's kind of like me because, like, beer drinking doesn't make you age. It just makes you look better, I think. Because I'm Irish. He's Irish. You know how it is. Okay, next two bands, Grateful Dead against the Beatles. This big mic. This is when the Beatles finally get knocked off. Come on, right? <laughs> Am I up? Please, help on the way. Look. I'm going to start up with you. Help on the way. Yeah, no. So, I mean, this is where it happens. I mean, I just want to say like a moment of silence for, yes. for the Fab Four because like it is summertime. I am a teacher. I am like two days away, two months <laughs> off in the best part of the year. It is grateful dead time. It is the best. It's like, yes. it's like Christmas time. God bless the motherfucking grateful yes. dead because they are putting down the Beatles. I like it. Big my I mean Mikey D. What are you following with that one? You gotta follow something. Come on. Uh, that's a tough act to follow. I don't know if I got anything to follow that. I, I'm gonna don't go with, I'm going with the Beatles just you know, just to fuck with him. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'm going with the Beatles. <laughs> don't let me down. That's what I like. I like it. T D Whitman. We're, we're, we're tied right now, one-on-one. T.D. Whitman. I don't know if I'm sadder about <laughs> us losing our PG-13 rating during this episode <laughs> or sorry. the death of the Grateful Dead. But, uh, I'm, going, I'm going, you know, uh, commercial selling. I'm, I'm going Beatles. I'm going George, George Harrison. I'm just, I'm, I'm just going there. Yeah, Sorry, Pat. I, it yeah, was great so, being your friend. <laughs> it's okay. Well, uh, well, we're two one uh, right now. I haven't even voted. Um, uh, but uh, Papa Gig, what do we got? Um, are we going Grateful Dead? Or are we going to Beatles? If the rain comes, they run and hide their heads. They might as well be dead if the rain comes. The rain oh, no. came on the Grateful Dead, and now the sun shines. They're going to slip into the shade. They're going to sip their lemonade when the sun shines. There you go, summertime boy. The sun is shining on the Beatles. Listen to rain on a sunny day in the Beatles, and you're going to dance, even though it's a song about rain. Damn. That's for Mike. <laughs> My vote for the Grateful Dead means nothing. Somebody's a walrus with the big tusks and stuff. I am you. I guess we're all Beatles fans now forever because it says what it is. <laughs> well, we had the Beatles going through. This was the one shot. This was the one, you know, the moon shot when, um, you know, Armstrong said, no, give me the stick, man. I can make it. And uh, the Grateful Dead just didn't go through. Well, we got the last two. <laughs> this is going to break somebody's heart. We got Tom Petty against Pearl Jam. And uh, let's just start it off again with the high roller, Big Mike. <laughs> what do we got, Tom Petty or Pearl Jam? Oh, I've got let's, several, let's... I've got several four-letter <laughs> words. And one of them is Tom, <laughs> and the other one is Petty. 
they're both they're both winners and i wouldn't be upset with uh with either one but um sure but i'm just a bigger tom petty fan i've seen him live um and uh yeah his music just speaks to me more and uh and i've got to move him forward but i won't be upset with either choice sure and td who do we got tom petty or pearl jam well, I've seen uh, Pearl Jam live several times. I'm going to see him live again in September. And uh, I don't know if you know this. I've never seen Tom Petty. So uh, I'm going to go with Tom Petty just because I, I long for that live show. And it just, it, you know, it just was never meant to be. So yeah. it's unrequited love with Tom Petty. So I'm going Tom Petty. Okay, and uh, Mikey D, we got Pearl Jam, yeah. Tom Petty. This is this is tough. I um, I, I really want to go Petty because I, I feel like that's what my heart tells me I should vote for. But I think I'm going to go with yeah. Pearl Jam just because I want to see what happens here and keep things interesting. You know, so I'm going with Pearl Jam. <laughs> I'm going with Pearl Jam. Okay. You are the disruptor. Like, for no better reason. <laughs> Everyone's going around. I, I, yeah, I just want to mix shit up. He is. <laughs> oh my God, my, is the saboteur. <laughs> the timeout with Patty C Twitter page is on fire right now. What Mike just said. Seven or eight posts. <laughs> All right, so we got two, and we got one. Um, Papa Gig, Tom Petty, or Pearl Jam. Tell me who I'm voting for. <laughs> <laughs> I wish well, I had We might I need some visual aids to, to before we can tell you. I should have brought my Yergi sippy cup and said, I will buy you four drinks at Yergi's if you vote for <laughs> I am voting, sadly, not sadly, no. I'm voting for Tom Petty because it is June 10th, 2021, and right now in my life, I – associate more, listen to, appreciate more, connect more with Tom Petty. If we had done this podcast earlier, I'd vote for Pearl Jam. I love Pearl Jam. Takes nothing away from Pearl Jam. But, uh, yeah, I think they're going against one of their fathers, and the father kind of puts son in a timeout. Put, put son in the <laughs> nothing at all. I love Pearl Jam. I love Pearl Jam. love Pearl Jam. But and just the consistency of Petty, too. I, I just have to step back and just, you know, just Patty does it for me, and especially right now, Patty does it for me. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. I I I a couple uh, a couple podcasts away. I just, I loved how he almost just uses every every piece of oxygen in his lungs to blurt out a you know a lyric, and then just gets ready to sing again. And when he goes chit chit <laughs> on American Girl, as like I will hit rewind every time on Spotify just to hear him say so chit. Check. <laughs> and when he starts with that riff. So Tom Petty moving through. So there we have it, guys. We got the last three bands. It is Tom Petty, it is the Beatles, and it is you two. Now, here's what we got. What somebody gets a buy. And I'm gonna just I'm just gonna call out your name and you're gonna tell me what band gets the buy. The Beatles gets the buy, the U2 gets the buy, or Tom Petty gets the buy. Majority rules. 
or actually not majority, but whoever has the most votes, I guess. And then they, they get to sit on the sideline and have a drink while the other two battle it out. Big Mike, who is getting the bye? You too. Beatles, you, you too, bye. Mikey D. Who's getting the bye? Look, he's thinking. Me or Big Mike? Yeah. Mikey D, who's getting the bye? You two, Beatles, Tom Petty. I'd give Beatles the bye. Beatles the bye. T.D. Whitman, who's getting the bye? You two. I I feel like you two's gotten the most love consistently, so they should should get the bye. They get that two for you two. Papa Gig, who's getting the bye? I have no idea what the criteria is, but I'm just giving the Beatles the bye because they're the Beatles. So it looks like my vote's going through unless I throw it away and vote for Tom Petty and then <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the hell that means. But, uh, I'm giving you two the bye. You two is getting the bye. So now we have the Beatles against Tom Petty. Now, I want everyone to think real deep inside. We've we've been on this podcast for a long time. You are all getting this extra stimulus check I heard from the government for being on the podcast, number one. Number two, you're getting free drinks at Yergis for a date to be named later. You're getting a free T-shirt. Whoever wins, whoever wins, you're getting the T-shirt. And then uh, I don't know what else I can give away. Uh, my wife's not around, so I'll try to give away anything in the house. You know what I'll give away? All the health food we got announced. The Cliff Bars, all the yogurt. I thought you were going to give away the I'll dog. The kale. <laughs> I'll give you I tons of kale. <laughs> we got Beatles against Tom Petty. I'm going to start first because I'm going to go off grid, and I'm going to tell you why I think one gets by more than the other. And it's not an age thing, and it's not – it's not this, that, and the other. It's, I think, who has affected my life more importantly, but it comes with age because I'm 57 years old. I like the Beatles. They were a little crazy. I thought they were a little wacky when they did the Magical Mystery Tour and the Sgt. Peppers and stuff like that. I guess maybe I was more centered and focused when Tom Petty came through in life, where I watched him, I listened to him, and then I grew with them. I didn't grow with the Beatles because I believe I was not young enough to listen to the music. And even when I got into it later, it didn't help me. So I'm picking Tom Petty to go through the Beatles because he's affected my life more importantly than the Beatles have. That's just my criteria. So TD, who do you got? Tom Petty against the Beatles. Who's going through? Well, I'm trying to think of a different argument because that's exactly... <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say. Uh, I think just I think Tom Petty has been more meaningful to me. Um, you know, the Beatles were, uh, you know, most of the stuff that I love by them was before I was born or when I was very young. And that doesn't take anything away from it. But I'm looking at it as almost like a historical piece, whereas I remember Tom Petty, uh, I, th- those 40 years of his career. I was around for those. I was experiencing those in the moment. Um, it, it was just a lot more. There's a lot more of a connection there for me over time. So I'm going to make that one listener very happy. And, and the Beatles run ends here if we can get one more vote. So Tom Petty going through. Big Mike. Maybe we throw. No, hold on. We're going to wave. We're going to save Big Mike for later. Mikey D. We got two. 
for Tom Petty, Mikey D. And now, who who are you voting for, the Beatles or Tom Petty? Now, this is just to get into the finals. This is no, a big you. fight ahead of them. Yeah, I hear you. And, and, and I agree 100% with everything you guys just said. But I got to I got to got to I got to puck the system again. I'm going with the Beatles because um, like, who's giving you an envelope? I'm just giving you an envelope full of money. You know, what? I, I got some listener fan mail that said this podcast was too predictable. So I'm trying to keep it. You know, I'm trying to keep things, you know, mix it up a little bit. Um, so I'm going with the Beatles. I just think the body of work, the influence they had over almost every artist on this bracket, I think just speaks volumes yeah. on why it should be the Beatles and why they usually win every one of these silly little brackets. So I'm going with the Beatles. <laughs> I love Tom Petty. Don't think anything. I, I, I totally agree sure, with everything no, you we, guys said, but I'm going with the Beatles. Yeah. We respect you. Papa gig. We got two for Tom Petty and one for the Beatles right now. Yeah. Mike, I, I don't, I don't like, I, I like this podcast, but I don't like this podcast anymore. I like it when I, <laughs> You know, didn't have to kill my child, but now it's, you know it's like picking between your kids. And I know, you know, it, but the Beatles. I I agree with everything. Um, you know, Pat and Todd, you're saying like with the perspective and everything, and yeah. Um, and and once again, the connection as well. Like the Beatles, I'd almost pick the Beatles maybe for my Desert Island disc because their songs are just so nice to listen to, and it, it's you know it's it's total ear candy, earworms, and you know getting in there and the melodies and, you know, and the lyrics are great, but just the connection, the emotional connection to TP, it's just, his songs are simple, but he's still a great craftsman, but yes. just, just something about the connection. And like you guys said, the, the time of my life. So sure. Tough, tough, tough vote for TP over the Beatles, but I'm going with, going with Petty and big Mike. Well, let me, let me just say this. Uh Oh, I don't know know where Smash Mouth is in all this. You know, I don't know why, you know, Creed hasn't been brought into the mix. And if they were, no, they wouldn't. No, Um, no, you guys, you said it best. I mean, frankly, the Beatles weren't, they, they were always like on the oldies station, right? Like it wasn't like, oh, let's go. Let's go see the let's get tickets to see the Beatles, right? They were always in the past, and they were always like a, a there was like a nostalgia uh, surrounding them. Um, whereas Tom Petty was it was like the first time that I, you know, I lied to my parents and I was like, hey, I'm going to a study group, and we just drove to the Spectrum and <laughs> saw Tom Petty, you know, and we're just like, yeah. Yeah, screw it, you know. <laughs> yep. From a senior going to watch him play the Last Dance with Mary Jane, and it was magical, and I was like. Like 3% worried that I was going to like, you know, get, get grounded. Okay, I apologize for that. Technical difficulties. We lost a little of the broadcast, but Tom Petty went through and this is the rest of it. So I'm going to say this. We have two bands. We have U2 and Tom Petty. They are both winners. They are both kick-ass. And I'm going to save everyone the heartache right now. But I'm going to make you make a decision. Because these, I believe these two bands are the best two rock bands. But here's the kicker: you're bringing in Nickel Nickelback. <laughs> now I'm bringing in I'm bringing in Creed and Nickelback. <laughs> two bands. Here's what we got, and it is part of it's a first part of the time machine question. 
okay? We all go in the time machine. We are going to a concert. The concert is U2 and Tom Petty. These guys are both winners. We're going to crown them both the winners. But I want your opinion. Who's the opening act of this concert? Tom Petty or Pearl Jam? Think about it for a second. Big concert. Time Machine lands in the field. 100,000 people. Mikey D, who's the opener? Damn. And who's the headliner? That's, that's tough criteria there. Well, at least we're not kicking them out. <laughs> they both get first place. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I think, um, you know, under different criteria, I think I would pick Petty as the headliner. But I think based – and I've never seen you two live, but just based on what I've heard about them live, I think they should be the headliner over Tom Petty. And, and it's just for that reason, just for their – just for their live performance, um, you know, bravado and, and reputation. T.D. Whitman? So it could be because I've been on the computer for 13 hours today or so. I don't even know. But So are we are we actually going to pick a winner or is this is this it? Is this the, like – The winner is the headliner. Who is – Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I'm one. sorry. I'm just wow. – I'm sorry to ruin it. Just edit this out. Post-production. <laughs> so here's the thing. So here's the thing. Here's I feel vindicated through this entire process because through all these bands and all our musical expertise, we've come down to the two bands that I get crap for every time I do a home improvement project, like painting the living room, because sure. it's you two and Tom Petty, just nonstop. And I never hear the end of it. So I feel vindicated, and I'd like to thank you for that. And I didn't say any of that up front. So sure. I, I just I feel great. Uh, and Tom Petty is the, the opener and U2 is the headliner. And here's why. For me, it's simple. I've seen U2 a bunch of times live. Um, so I saw them on the Joshua Tour in 1987. And then I saw the 30 year anniversary in 2017. And both shows were fantastic. Just fantastic. Completely different. Uh, sure. One was, you know, the, the 87 show was Spartan stage set, minimal lighting, no frills. And the 30-year anniversary show was a, just a, the biggest video screen I've ever seen be, behind them playing scenes of, you know, people around the world and enjoying their songs. It was just absolutely incredible. 30 years apart, both amazing experiences. So for me, it's you two. Nice. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, Big Mike, who is the opener and who's the headliner? Um, I, th I think Tom Petty opens. Um, yeah. And uh, for all the reasons that everyone mentioned, but there, there are a few things that U2 has mastered. And it doesn't make them the best band, but in this context, it's, it adds to your question. And that is they've mastered the opening and a closing of a concert. And so what I mean by that is, um, you know, uh, in normal concerts, they usually just they dim the lights and then the artist walks out on stage. Um, but for that 360 tour, I don't know if you guys remember, um, they started playing a little bit of music in the background over the loudspeakers. And then just like the biggest, badass bunch of guys, they had a black and white camera following these guys like down the hallway as they walked up on stage. 
and they were just like so nonchalant about it. Like they just and didn't they open with elevation on that tour? Honestly, I don't, even, I don't <laughs> even remember what they I, opened. I, with. I think so. They're playing mm. elevation in the background because yeah. I listened to it on Spotify, and then when they kick into it, I'm like, what the. Yeah, no, it was, it was such an amazing way to like intro them into the stage. And then the closer, uh, I spoke about that Boston show. Um, you know, Larry Mullen was the last one on the stage. If you've ever watched that YouTube clip, uh, they, they sing, I think, How Long, uh, which is like a, a, a kind of, I think, a mm-hmm. popular. Oh, is that 40? Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 40. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 40. But, but that's uh, the song you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, dude, and, and it's just Larry Mullen not smiling, like almost looking as if he's not taking any enjoyment in it at all, but, but still just completely, like, captivating the audience and just killing it. And then at the end, you can tell he's just like the man. Um, yeah. So U2 closes the show and closes this freaking competition that we've been doing <laughs> since March. <laughs> you know, I can almost think like if I'm, I am, I'm in Ireland and then I'm in, cause I have my Galway hat and I know they're not from there, but I didn't have my, uh, uh, County Leitrim hat, uh, cause this is bigger. And then I'm, I'm in Galway and then someone says, Hey, uh, I want to learn how to play the drums. Can you point me to someone? And we're like, yeah, Larry Mullen Jr. He just lives down the block. Go get yeah. on. They'll yeah. teach you how to play the drums. <laughs> so Papa Gig, it looks like uh, you two uh, with some other votes there are going to be the headliner. What is yours? Yes, Tom Petty as an opener or are they? is he going to headline? You two is going to headline, yeah, um, based on this criteria. I agree with what Mike said. Off, it makes them a better band, but I think they're the better live band. I saw Petty twice in concert, U2 four times over the career, including that one time I was telling you guys how we snuck into the second row at the Tower Theater, which was whoa. But like Mike, I, I, I went and dug out a bootleg that I, I we used to go on the bus to New York when we were kids. Um, I'd go with my older brothers. We'd go to Greenwich Village. We'd go shopping for bootleg records um, back in the day. And it was, wow. it was a fun day. Bleaker Bob's on McDougal Street in Greenwich Village, a couple other places. I forget some of the record stores. I got this one way back then, Two Sides Live. And I dug uh, it out. So early, this is an early YouTube concert. So they started off, so they're only playing songs from Boy. They start off with the ocean and 11 o'clock TikTok. They ended with 11 o'clock TikTok in the ocean. So yeah. they used to start and end their concerts with the same song because they never enough songs, but they still, the crowd, <laughs> <laughs> they received them probably better the second time, you know? Sure. Just, even when they were young, they were amazing. Um, sure. Let me, can I throw one more at you? Uh, sure, you go ahead, go ahead. Goosebumps, man. And this references the earlier you were given all the electric imagery. The Electrico from their very first record. If you guys ever have a chance just to dig that versions up of Electrico up live, it's from their first record. And just the edges chiming guitar, his guitar work, Mike is a guitar player, man. You know, I, it's from Boy, so I'm not enough if everyone's familiar with the song, but it's such a great early U2 song. And when they bring it out live, even late in their career, holy cow, is it just an amazing version. Bon old weave stuff in, he'll sing Send in the Clowns and um, all kinds of neat songs into the latter part. So U2's, uh, the, the, there's a headline. There, I like it, and and you know, there's no slouch on that because that's a there's two heavy hitters and winners uh, on this podcast, and this has been a long one, and I appreciate it and I tip my hat and my glass to you guys, and uh, and I also tip my hat and my glass to our wives who have let us uh, painstakingly sit in front of the computer week after week and and talk about music and stay in the podcast. Uh, so our second part of our time machine, because I'm just going to edit this little piece out 
and I'm going to send it to all our wives because I have everybody's phone, all our wives' phone number. Um, <laughs> so the second right part. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, nice. Um, and so the second part of the time machine is you can go back in time on the time machine at any given date and capture this band to bring back home for this band to play in your living room or just an artist just for your wife just for your life for that night. And then they get back in and they get sent back in time. Um, So think about it for a second on who you might want to go capture in the time machine to bring back. And I'll go first uh, because my wife loves a lot of music. Uh, love her to death. And sometimes the lyrics she sings are not the lyrics that the band sings, but it's okay because <laughs> she's humming along with the band. But I am going to do this. I am just in honor of her. And this is not me. This is, this is not me. This is not for me. But I'm going to go back in 71, 72, and I'm going to go and maybe even 73, right before the 74 tour. And I'm going to get the whole Grateful Dead. I'm going to bring him in the time machine. And they're going to come back and they're going to play in my backyard or even the living room. But the, the one person I want her to see live in our living room is Donna Gottschall from the Grateful Dead in her long white dress and her sultry voice and her long hair. And just so, Susie, you are as cool as Donna is. So that's who I'm going to get in the time machine. They're going to play a nice 73 set, maybe with a nice killer Eyes of the World. And uh, and I don't want to put anyone on the spot yet, but who is it? Papa Gig is ready to go. Who are you going to get to bring back to to Christine well, to play in your house? Food, there's going to be health food associated with my artists. We're going to open up several bottles of red wines to get them all ready because we'll go through several <laughs> bottles. in a very intimate living room show. With Mr. Eddie Vedder. He's oh. Songs from Into the Wild tour. Um, my wife regrets that I saw Eddie live several times. Um, and it's a great solo show. Once my guest was my wife's sister because she was a huge Pearl Jam fan. We sat in the second row in the <gasps> second row middle. I got lucky with my Pearl Jam fan club tickets. Second row center in a, a theater in Newark. We saw him in the Into Wild tour, and my wife was not there. I was with her sister. You could have had the ticket. So Eddie's coming to our living room because she really needs to see him live. We're going to sip some red wine and listen to songs from uh, yeah, from Into the Wild soundtrack, plus you know, solo renditions of PJ songs and some, some covers. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. And, TD. And I'm going to record it for you guys. Okay. Nice. I like it. <laughs> TD Whitman. Where are we going with the time machine? So I would just like to say first off, and my apologies to to you and Sue, but um, we can't come to your backyard show because Laura really doesn't like Donna. So, oh, no. And I'm not trying. I'm just saying, I just want to explain why we're not going to be there. So, and I, we always joke that, you know, she doesn't follow sports at all. And then, you know, the joke is, well, sports is her Donna. She just, you know, it just doesn't do it. So anyway, sorry about that. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go way, way back. uh, Intimate living room show. I'm going to go Otis Redding. Uh, uh, I was thinking Etta James at first, but I think, I think we're going to go, I think we're going to go Otis Redding. She loves that old stuff. We've got a lot of those uh, vinyl records 
uh, laying around. I, I apologize. It's nobody in the bracket, but no, uh, that's fine. That's, that's what fine. I think she would. That's what I think she would enjoy most. So th- that's it's going to be Otis Redding. Oh, man, that's awesome. And Big Mike, who are you, who are you going to get? Well, I didn't know it had to you be. You can't in- get your own band that you played. Uh, no, no. <laughs> she, she, hears, she, she hears me playing for free. Um, so, uh, no, I had, to, I had to choose someone. Um, I didn't. I, this isn't in the bracket, but I think she has a very sentimental attachment to James Taylor. Um, and so, when I think of like, oh. uh, like sort of quiet, intimate, acoustic performance, I mean, even though he's aged. I guess I don't know. We can get a younger James Taylor. I'm not sure. I think any James Taylor is probably okay. But um, I think she would. I think that would be like Operation Waterfall. I think. I mean, he would walk in, start playing any song, and she would just kind of melt into her childhood. And uh, and, and it would be bad for me to listen to either. So I think I'd go with James Taylor. Very good. I like it. And last but not least, Mikey D. Um, well, I think Pat and Giggs, I, I think you weren't really picking for your wives, but that's okay. You know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's not, it's not the game. I, think. <laughs> I know, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. The card up. <laughs> I think funny. you, Giggs, I think you were picking for your wife. Pat, I'm not so sure. <laughs> um, I, I guess I'd probably take the time machine back to the early 70s and grab um, – Elton John in his early days coming to America and uh, his crazy theatrics. And, you know, my wife's a big Elton John fan. I think that'd be kind of cool to see him in the piano in the living room, just kind of breaking some of that stuff out. That's awesome. I like it. I like it. Well, gentlemen, this was, this has been a long, hard fight. And, um, I feel like we're like Lewis and Clark. We're like we're on like the team. Like we went to the Pacific Ocean and came back with all this cool stuff and met Sacagawea and the, and the new fish and we saw salmon and we saw new birds and stuff. And and we're back and uh, I feel it. We're this is episode 26 and it is the summertime. And I'm. I'm going to contact Matt Bolton because he's playing in the backyard. He does an East Coast tour, and COVID is going away. Well, I'm going to try to get him get him down here, and then and then we'll have a podcast crew. Matt Bolton will play live, and, uh, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, guys, thanks again for the last few weeks of this. It's been... It's been a challenge and an awesome good time. Uh, but, you know, I, I, uh, no matter what anyone else says, says, I really think highly of all of you. <laughs> so uh, as we say goodbye, everybody, TD, how about it? Say goodbye to our – I think we went up to 17 people. Oh, nice. Well, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to us, and I'll hopefully see Tom Petty someday. So wait. Yep. <laughs> Mikey D? So long, everybody. And Big big Mike. Good night, everyone. Grateful Dead forever. And Papa Gig. I'm drained. I'm spent. That was a very challenging episode. but That was, that was awesome. And stay on for a second, guys, because I'm going to stop this and then, and then try to get it in.